Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Zen nicotine products are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's zyn.com slash 10. Ford Motor Company is committed to moving forward together with new all-electric vehicles that offer an efficient and exhilarating driving experience. Join Ford as they redefine what electric can do. Ford customers will have easy and simple access to charge, whether they charge at home with the overnight plug-in Ford Mobile Charger or on the road at one of the 19,500 charging stations of the Blue Oval Charge Network. Journey into the future with Ford's lineup of electric vehicles with many affordable options to choose from. Head over to Ford.com to learn more. Built Ford Proud. At Carvana, we're in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. Carvana gives you control by letting you customize your down and monthly payments. You can browse tens of thousands of cars online to find one within your budget, and you won't get surprised with any bogus fees. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to shop for a vehicle. Carvana, we'll drive you happy. Availability may vary by market. Oh, gee. Make some noise! Hey, this is Mara Schiavocampo. You may know me from television as a reporter for shows like Dr. Oz and Good Morning America. But this podcast isn't about any of that. A few years ago, I started a major life transformation, losing 90 pounds and gaining a new understanding of how the mind, body, and spirit work together. That's what this is about. Your best life elevated. Work. It is a lot more than a paycheck. We often spend most of our waking hours at our job and more time with our coworkers than with our family. So hating your job, that can be a huge drain on your overall happiness and even take a toll on your health. But here's the good news. According to a recent survey, most people, 51%, are satisfied at work. Yay! But... Here's the bad news. That number is way down from 61% in 1987, meaning more of us want more. On this episode of Elevated, I'm joined by Carmen Rita Wong, host and producer of The Carmen Show, Life, Money, and No Apologies, author, former TV host, professor, and advice columnist. She's here to tackle the question, what do you do if you hate your job? How do you find the perfect match? And is there any way to make your current job just a little bit better? Hey, Carmen. Hi, Mara. So good to be here with you again. Again. Years later after we met. (laughs) Yeah. So we have actually worked together. We have. And then we've both gone on our divergent path. So this is, this is a good fit for us because you are a money expert for many years. For many years. So you know your finances and getting all your ducks in a row. But you've also pursued your passions fearlessly. So I think you're the perfect voice for this. So first of all, let's talk about your career transition so that people understand kind of what you've done. I mean, I don't want to give it all away. Oh, my goodness. Do you have like three hours? (laughs) There's a lot of career transitions. Um, But I will say this. So so not to go through the whole thing, but when you say a money expert, so my 
background in the professorship, for example, um, is in behavioral economics. So I come at money through the lens of psychology. Mm. That's my background and my study. So, you know, yeah, sure. I can look at investments and spreadsheets. I can tell you where to put your money. All of those things I understand. What I understand the most is being human. Mm. So the thread throughout my career and my education has been understanding us as human beings. Right. Even though I started out as a art history and psychology double major. And I was like, what does that have to do? with? But even what we express and create in art, everything we do is a clue to who we are. Right. I, then I went into, I was like, I want to be a journalist. I ended up, I wanted to be at Time Magazine, but the, at Time Inc., the only thing that was open was at Money Magazine. And I grew up with a stepfather who I bonded with over, you know, the Wall Street Journal. And what can I say? I'm a nerd. <laughs> and so I understood this stuff. And then I realized how powerful it was in our lives and how so few of us, especially as when I got into it, I mean, this was 20 something years ago, women and women of color, we had no access to this. This was not under, you know, out there for us. There were no columns in women's magazines or blogs or any of this stuff didn't exist. So right. I was like, you know what? I can do this. Mm -hmm. Let me do this. So I did. That's kind of the story of my whole career. This is me going I can do this. I want to do this. So I will. I mean, really, literally, that's my career. But that's pretty phenomenal. I, <laughs> I don't think most people are able it's, to do it's that. It's not easy. I think everyone is able. I think a lot of people, to the point about the 50-something percent, I think a lot of people are, are just fine. And that's great. And I actually have always envied people who were okay because there's a lot of turmoil that comes with I that that drive, that need to do more yes. all the time. Yeah, I um, agree with that. It's, it's, and, it's not always the easiest thing to be chasing your passion. It's not. So, you know, listen, I really wish I'd be happy just like, I don't know, just be having a simpler life. But I realized that I'm not because I wouldn't be fulfilled. Right. But on a practical level, you, yeah. you wrote novels. Well, I wrote, I wrote a couple advice books, financial advice books mm -hmm. um, first. And then, um, you know, I had my consultancy. So after about 10 years of TV, I did my consultancy, I built a um, consultancy company. I did a had a speaking career. That is pretty much what paid all the bills. But one of the things as I was speaking is, you know, you realize um, as a, as a Afro-Latina woman with a Chinese last name, I end up getting booked on all these, you know, I being asked all these questions as I'm traveling the country and the world, you know, we don't see ourselves. We don't see ourselves. So just like in finance, I was like, you know what? We don't. So I'm tired of saying that. I hate complaining. We weren't allowed to complain when I was a kid. So it's all like, don't just shut up, put up or shut up. So I was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to write it. I'm going to write those books that show us as Latina women of all backgrounds being successful, period. Yeah. And so I did. Right. <laughs> so you know all about making these transitions and these turns. Yes. Um, so, you know, I call this episode, I hate my job. Ah, yes, yes. Perhaps is a little dramatic. Maybe the people listening don't hate their job. Maybe they just want something different or want something more or they're a little unsatisfied or maybe they hate their job. Having hated my job at different points in my life, yeah. I know how miserable it makes you to wake up every day and go somewhere where you feel undervalued, underappreciated, unchallenged, the money sucks, all of that. Oh, yes. All Very familiar. So if someone is thinking about making a change, what are the things they should be thinking about to line up their ducks so that they then can make a leap and get to a better place? What are the factors well, you need to consider? 
you know, I'll tell you some factors and I'll tell you what's kind of gotten me through those situations because, you know, we, we share that. And listen, I grew up like I was a kid. I was bagging groceries and waiting tables you know, all through college. So there's a lot of jobs I've hated um, and professionally as well. I think w- one of the things you really need to think about is you need to go inward because what happens is we very much look on the outside and look at our structure, our hours, our boss, um, the lack of stimulation, all of that. Look inward focus on yourself. Okay. Because there's only so much a lot of us can do to the outside. Right. And we can do all those things and you can go and you can Google that. And there's lots of, you know, there's lots of lean in stuff. So there's lots of things you can go to HR and request this Friday's off and all that. What are you doing to get more satisfaction out of your career or your job? If you know, this is a dead end job, you can treat it as such. And instead your career is bigger than where you show up five days a week, right? So to think about it in a different way, to reframe it cognitively in a different way. So let's say you're at a dead-end job and you're just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Every day, whether you're a list person, you're a contemplative person, think about what makes you very happy and never stop that process. So that's what I've used as a kind of a driving force through everything is what, what am I dissatisfied about and what can I change? You can't really change anything unless you first change what's going on in your head. So if you think about it differently, also, I think on the job, we tend to kind of say, ah, oh, this job sucks and not look around at where are the opportunities in that job? So one of the things I've always been, you know, even though I was in finance and it was not my first love per se, and I was like, what am I doing here? Like this, if I have to go to another banking conference with, oh God, I can't stand it. You know, and always also always being the only brown woman there, you know, it gets, I was like, I need to be in a different place. But here's what I realized. Two things. One, I had a niche, a very valuable niche that could be turned into money. Two, I came out, I said, I have to think about this in a different way. I'm in this career, and especially once I had my daughter and found myself a single parent, I'm like, okay, so this is where the money's coming in, so I'm going to have to stick with it, and even though I hate it, I'm going to have to find a reason as to why I'm doing this. I was passionate about changing people's lives, and money and understanding your money, motivating yourself about your money, it changes people's lives, specifically women's lives, Mm. tremendously. So it's kind of that switch from doing what you love to loving what you do. Trying to find a way to get satisfaction and some reward in the moment, even if you want to make a change. And even if you don't love it, meaning is finding the value at every point in your life and every point, even the points that bring you pain. You know that like there's always value in the pain. So what is that value Mm -hmm. and how can you use that to bring yourself to the next level? But it's about how can you find the value where you're at? That changes you right, and who you are and your passion and where you're going. Now, you mentioned money, which for a lot of people is like the sole reason they're staying at a job that makes them miserable. Been there, done that. If they had Many times. You know, a winning lottery ticket, they would be out the door before the end of the day. Um, so when we're talking about money, though, I, I feel like I have friends who are unhappy with their jobs because they're underpaid. Oh, but yeah. They like what they do. And I actually feel like that's a much better problem to have than the reverse because I've been overpaid for a job I hate. And I can tell you that money after a certain point doesn't make you happy. So is money something that's going to make you happy if you are paid really well for work that 
eh, maybe isn't so interesting. Uh, is that going to solve the problem? Listen, we all know the answer to that one. <laughs> no. But <laughs> it's I think internally... a lot of people intuitively believe that. I think they think a certain number will make them happy. Of course. Now, you know, the studies show that um, in terms of that number, the number is around $75,000 income in general across the country. Once you get past being able to pay for your basics, right? Mm-hmm. Then the level of satisfaction in terms of money and income starts, the slope starts going downward. Yes. So and I've always said that as long as I can feed my babies, keep a roof over our head and maybe go and see, stand once or twice that, a week. As long as I can do like those things, everything past that doesn't matter. I that is so important. So when I was struggling many times in my life, because I've had my ups and my downs and my lots of stuff and no stuff and all these things, especially as a single parent, I would say, okay. At the end of the day, I was looking down the barrel of a very, very possibly expensive divorce. It was expensive anyway. But 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 I was looking down the barrel of of, trem- of possible financial destruction after everything I've ever done and all the things that I've done. But I was doing it because of my daughter as my focus, as my North Star. To your point, when you have a North Star in your life, like, I'll be okay if I just have blank. For me, it's... I'm a Dominican girl from Harlem. Like, I will be okay as long as I have a little studio somewhere in the city that I can have the money to go to the movies, you know, and eat okay once in a while and all that sort of stuff. If you have a level of satisfaction and you know that and you're familiar with that and you really hold it close and tight as your North Star, then you can leave things that just pay you. Right. And you have no fulfillment. And it's terrifying because, frankly, we live in a culture where, I mean, listen – All of our expenses are exorbitant. I know the fear. The fear is so tremendous, especially if you have kids. If you feel stuck like you need to do something and you need to take this job because of money, because people depend on you, and that's the truth for a lot of folks, Absolutely, you got to find outlets. Find outlets for yourself. Outlets of joy. Joy, fulfillment. Things that, you know, in the old days, I was people should always be like, what, do you have a hobby? I'm like, what's a hobby? What the hell is a freaking hobby? What uh, do is you have this a hobby now? People stuff. What is this stuff? No, what the hell is a hobby? I, I don't have a crap. Hobby. You know, the word makes me mad, actually. Well, but, I, but I recently heard from doctors that if you don't have something that you do just for joy, that that's bad for your health. I just hate the word. Okay. What it's because it's, it's a word of like, I, I you know, I picture this like 1950s, <laughs> like, you know, I like to crochet. Listen, you love to crochet, but it's anyway. Right. I find it as a woman's word. I don't know. I can't stand it. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's a chauvinistic word. What I like is you need to have, I think, as a, having a community, having things that you're interested in, get yourself off the couch. You know this, girl. Yes. You know this. Yes. It's like, you gotta, this, we get stuck in these routines. Yeah. That separate us from who we are right. as human beings right. and people. And I believe this so much because I know that when I visit and travel a country and I, and I visit other people's lives and I see them, it's just a level of if you're miserable, never forget you can do something about it. Mm. But a lot of people do feel stuck. Because, like you said, there's bills to be paid. People are depending on them. They don't have the luxury. How many other hours do you have in your life? Right. I would say take it down to, first of all, my mother used to say, it's going to get very dramatic very quickly. My mother's family fled a dictatorship and my grandfather was um, kidnapped and held and tortured. So that's very dramatic. It did. But I'll tell you what she told me. And this is a survival and it is so important and we cannot lose touch with the reality of who we are as people. 
no one can capture your mind. Mm. Okay. No one. Mm. You could be stuck in a box and no one can. And this is a, this is a Buddhist teaching. Right. And she was Dominican, but this is a Buddhist teaching. No one can capture your mind. Mm. I want people, and this is what saved me when I was sitting at these jobs that were just absolute torture. And by the way, where, you know, I came up, I'm 47 fucking years old. (laughs) I came up at a time where, you know, I had to change the dress code where I worked because they didn't let women wear pants, for oh, God's sakes. Wow. Like, that's what, that's the career I started in. God, did you have to wear pantyhose? Please tell me you didn't have to wear pantyhose. Girl, I changed the dress code. Oh, there's nothing. Within else. two months of more. landing there, I was in HR's office and I was like, let me explain to you because this cute Zara suit looks a lot better. Right. This pants suit looks a lot better <laughs> than this one over there with this awful hippie skirt. <laughs> I was, I've always been this way, by the way. Um, But I think, you know, being undervalued and all that, don't, you can't let that get inside your head. Right. Now, mind game. Now to the, the, the practical elements of having to maybe save money or figure out how you're going to get health benefits for you and your family. If you're looking at a leap, are there some practical things that you can do to kind of set up a net? Set up a financial, well, you brought up healthcare. Like that's something you have to be very savvy about. Um, so you, you know, you have to know, of course, that at the end of the year of every year is when you can kind of change those, those programs. Healthcare is tremendously expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, brutally expensive. For a lot of people, it's the same as their living expenses in terms of their home, their mortgage, their rent. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to dig in there and study it, which sounds boring and it sounds dreadful. But I don't care if you need a bottle of wine, you sit there and you research your options. If you are in certain fields, so for example, let's say you're in media or entertainment, you're a contractor, you're paid uh, by the hour or by the project. There are unions out there for you that you can get lower cost insurance, like freelancers union. COBRA may be more expensive when you leave a job, actually, than getting insurance on your own. You need to shop for the insurance like you shop for everything else. Because we spend a lot of time shopping for things. Right. And vacations. How much time do we spend researching vacations to save an extra 50 bucks on baggage fees? Well, that's a fun research project. Well, you know what's really fun? (laughs) Not going bankrupt because you get sick. That's really fun. So I need you to start thinking about that being fun. Yeah. You're saving your own ass. And then what about how much is there any rule of thumb of how much money you want to have saved of living expenses if you're going to leave a job? And maybe I love you, but I hate rules of thumb. Oh, girl, (laughs) because nobody's rules apply to everybody. If I were to tell everyone to do what I did, it would be total chaos. You need to understand you. Mm-hmm. You need to know. And this is one thing of covering finance for 20 years. It's, it's, it's so easy to be like, oh, this shoe fits you and it fits everyone and blah, right. blah, blah. No, you need to know yourself. Talking to thousands of people over all these years, I can tell you that some people can handle and need a fire in their ass to get off their butts and get themselves into the line of work that they want. Yeah. I got that. I got laid off. Mm-hmm. Best thing that ever happened to me because there's nothing lights a fire under you like that, right? Like having a mortgage and having nothing in the bank. Right. <laughs> nothing does it. Some people need the fire. Some people need to quit and leave and be distressed. Yeah. Some people need a plan. There's a lot of people who can't handle leaving right. and shouldn't. Right. So you need to put a plan in place. So it's but different if you, based on your personality. You've got, well, you have to know yourself. Yeah. It's the number one piece of advice in all these years of covering money. You got to know yourself. You can Google everything else. You can Google everything else. But if you don't know who you are, 
none of that advice is going to help you. I, lo- I want to put that on like a bumper sticker. Like you got to know yourself. You can Google everything else. Google I talk about this all the time. That's how I answer my own problem. I'm like, you know, listen, if you could Google it, it's gonna, not going to come out of my mouth. Right. Okay. So then um, what are some tips for looking for a job while you have a job? Is there is there any good you should way always to approach be that? looking for a job while you have a job? Mm-hmm. Always, Mara. Always hustling. Well, well eyes always got to be open. Yeah. You just do it. I mean, you know what it is? You have a life. When you have a life, when you have a full life outside of work, and I know everybody's busy. Trust me. Like I said, single mom zone here. <laughs> but I still found the time to serve on boards of nonprofits. I still found the time to volunteer. I still found the time to, you know, you you have to schedule this time as if it is a job. Mm-hmm. Because that network and those people and friends around you who get to know you over the years, those are the people who are going to reach their hands out and bring you to the next place. Mm-hmm. And say, and it goes both ways, right. right? So having that full life, especially if you're frustrated where you are, volunteer. Mm-hmm. Find things you're passionate about that you can volunteer at. Mm-hmm. Get your job involved. You may hate your job, but if you love, let's say, women's rights or you know animal protection or whatever, the environment, if you can really make that a big part of your life and then get your work to help you with that, whether it's matching donations or helping with a fundraiser, all of a sudden your job becomes this like multicolored rainbow, right. you know, as opposed to, to dank and dire. And then also you're creating relationships with other people mm. that are going to help you that you can say, Hey, you know what? I was thinking of getting into blank. Do you know anybody in blank? You connect on LinkedIn and all of a sudden you scour people's, you know, credentials and their, and their connections. You go, I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. Hey, I could do that. Or someone recommends something to you. That to me is looking for the next job. But now you're touching upon your passions. And this is something that you've, you've touched upon repeatedly in this conversation. How do you turn your passions into a paycheck? If you're at a job and you want a career that is different and that makes you jump out of bed in the morning. How do you get from A to B? How do you figure out what that is and how do you get a job doing it, especially if you've never had that job? A lot of people are 35, 40, 45 before they realize what they're really on fire about. And then they feel like, God, I have no experience doing that. And it's too late. Oh, my God, it's never too late. Whoa, you have the whole second half of your life. Look at how look at how much work you've done and how much you've accomplished in the first part. And so you have so much more time to go. It's very, very normal for people to have three, four, five careers. Well, say yeah. that again, because I think people feel stuck. They've invested all this time. Ay, Dios mío. Listen, throw off all of those. Who can't? F what everybody else thinks, okay? Like that's You're allowed to curse here. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to be polite, but I curse on my show. So yes, fuck everybody, okay? Because I don't want part of being stuck is that constant placing your value in other people's hands, placing the mm. judgment in other people's hands. Mm. That's where this stuckness and comes from. And I think from. that's why we're afraid to fail. Not because we're afraid of failure, we're afraid of other people seeing us fail. Guess what? People who put themselves out there and put that fear away or in their pocket or hold or turn down that. I call it like, um, you know, have you a soundtrack in your head? You turn that soundtrack down Mm -hmm. and what you're going to blast in your head is I'm going to do me. I'm going to do this is so I know this is so much easier said than done. I know that because I've been there and it's terrifying. But if you don't, if you never risk it, if you never do it. 
who's going to hurt the most? Right. You. Yeah. Your family probably hurts too. My thing with my daughter was always like, you know, happy mommy. Yes. Happy house. hundred percent. So I never feel guilty about taking care of myself because I could a better mom. Exactly. So I could have, my career could have taken several different turns that may have been more lucrative or more, you know, shoot another network, you know, these offers that I've had to turn down because I was unhappy with what would happen if I went there. Right. Um, listen, if I covered money for this many years, I should be like a freaking hedge fund manager at this point, right? <laughs> Which I'm but, sure you could be. Yeah. Yeah. You, want. you know what? Honestly, I could. I'll toot that horn. Of course I could. But I didn't want to because I know I'd be miserable. So I want to not only model that for my daughter, but I also realize that when you're miserable at what you do, oh, especially if you're a female, you're a woman, I know, you know how it is in families. It just bleeds out into yeah. everything. Yeah. And it's like an infection. Yeah. It's like a rot. Mm-hmm. And it rots everything, your relationships with your friends, with your partner, with your kids. So maybe it's because life is very short. Like you really have to think about what kind of life you want to lead. And I know that feeling of being, being stuck. You're probably listening to this going, yeah, woman, well, I'll still have to, you know, check in tomorrow, right. you know, but every day brings you closer as once you start internalizing all of this. Right. Because guess what? Your behavior changes, your attitude changes. You start doing little things every day. And that's what I always tell people to do. Just something little every day that gets you closer to where you want to be. And and a lot of that can be just this week, I'm going to ask myself a very serious question. that's going to get me closer to understanding who I am and what I want. Yeah. Next week or, you know, do that, you know, Monday, do that. Mondays and Fridays actually do something that's, you know, reaching out to some, an old friend. Then from Tuesdays, to Wednesdays and Thursdays, ask yourself a question, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Do that. I want to do a little lightning round, if you will. Oh, girl, go. I love okay. that. So all right, all right. some ways to stay sane with different elements of a job that you hate. So this is in the moment while you're dealing with these factors. These are the things that are most commonly hated by people about their jobs. I feel like I'm on the $10,000 pyramid. Yes. Sadly, I have no money to give you. Oh, okay. (laughs) But no, but I love that show. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So dealing with a difficult boss or supervisor. Oh my God. It's a lightning round. I don't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, let's don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Name the difficulty. Is it harassment or is it, personality clash is it ego name it so you can solve it but you can't solve it until you name it but do not take it personally okay difficult co-workers these are your peers who are driving you crazy same listen sometimes you just got to stand still be nice be kind have boundaries 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 mm. bitches <laughs> boundaries all right an insane workload one piece at a time, self-care, one piece at a time. Do you speak up and say, stop, no, I can't do 10 more things on top of the 10 you've already given me? As my mama said, you never said I can't. <laughs> but what you do say is, excuse me, um, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm able to focus on. I'm not able to focus on this. Can we bring on blank? To help with this assignment, help me prioritize. Here has, here's how I would like to prioritize. What do you think? Unchallenging work. So kind of the opposite. 
or maybe you're not given enough to do or it's not stimulating you? Oh, shoot. I've been in this position so many times. Um, you have to find things to do. Get involved in anything else at the company. Are there affinity groups? Um, is there some kind of, you know, group with development, with HR? Study, research, figure out what you want to do next and use all the time. Remember, your brain and your mind cannot be captured. Mm. Uh, promotional opportunities, lack of mobility, upward mobility. Ah, then you go, then go sideways and out. If you can't go up, go sideways and out. Story of my life. Every door and ceiling that's been close to you or above you that you knock against, you got to find another one. If you can't find it, you have to build it. Mm. Crappy salary. You love your work, but you are not paid enough. Do you want to get paid more? Well, I think everybody would say yes to that. Well, I don't know if it means sacrificing the happiness. What price? Ask yourself what price you're looking at. Can you ask for more money? Of course. How, what's the best way to ask for more money? That's really scary for a lot of people. I know, not you, right? <laughs> Kick the door down and you're like, <laughs> How'd you listen, notice? I'm like, I'm worth more than listen, what you're paying me. <laughs> let me tell you, I wish more people, that's that's my goal in life, just give women permission to just go up there and ask for what's yours because the men do it all the time. Um, here's what you should do. Never show up without receipts. Pull out those receipts. Constantly log what you do. Make it a habit to log what you do. Almost as if you're, maybe you are a lawyer, but if almost as if you were a lawyer, log what you do every day in terms of what have you accomplished, especially if you've affected the bottom line. Mm. You don't want, you, you want to make sure you save emails. You want to make sure you save work because when push comes to shove and you got to stand up there and say, here's, here's where I'm at. Also, arm yourself with the knowledge of what everybody else is getting paid. How do you find that out? Because that would be very valuable. If you can't find it out online through like one of the websites that, you know, shows, um, there's a lot of websites like Glassdoor and stuff that will show how much people are getting are, are making. Look for co uh, comparative places like if you're working at this nonprofit or if you're working at this place, who's in your wheelhouse? Who's a competitor? See what they're paying. Can you ask your coworkers what they're getting paid? Sure. Especially if it's a dude. So you would just walk right up to him and say, hey, bro, buddy. bro, bro, sup, listen, need to know something. What you making? And he can listen. What's the worst anybody can say? I'm not telling you that, <laughs> fool. I ain't telling you that. But they could also tell you. And then, you know. And then, you know. What's a reasonable pay increase to expect? 5%, 10%, 2%, 20%? You know me and rules. But, I don't I mean, care. Listen, we always say, "Listen, I'm giving you 10. percent That's huge." And people will say, "Well, 10 percent of nothing ain't much." Um. Well, that's what management says. I'm a big fan of not necessarily. I, don't put weight on that. I say, don't go in with any expectation but fabulousness. If they don't come back at you with what you want, you just you you keep going. Meaning keep going, meaning keep having that big full life that's not just there, even if it's packed. Keep making those connections. Make it part of your blood to constantly be on and about and go someplace else. And I'm not saying I'm saying that in an easy fashion, but don't forget I'm old. Um, but but I can tell you from experience that that attitude 
works and your attitude as I am not your piece of property. I am not someone who you can treat badly. If you go in with your self-worth in place and you go in, I I deserve blank. Yeah, sure. You're going to get this whole, oh, she's ambitious and oh, she's this. And she's like, who cares? That's who you are. Right. And okay. that's what you deserve. Mm. Because we are now living, thank God, gracias a Dios, in a time where you really absolutely can do that. And if it doesn't work out for you there, then you know you got to go someplace else. It's that whole thing like with relationships. When they show you who they are. Yeah, believe them. Believe them. And then what you going to do? You're going to take it? Yeah, take it or leave. Are you going to go? Yeah, you got to go. This last one, um, I mean this literally. What if you have an ugly work environment? I don't mean the people around you are ugly. I mean, like, it's cold. It's dreary. The design. dark. I hate that so much. (gasps) And that makes you miserable because you're there eight hours a day. Doesn't it? That kills me. It's soul sucking. It is soul sucking. I'm like, could you do a little nice lighting and, you know, maybe a piece of furniture that was made after the 80s? Here's what I would do. What I used to do, actually, a lot. Because that hurt me so much as a fan of aesthetics and fashion and all things beautiful. Um, I would be highly offended. But what I would do is that space is not mine. I never personalized my space. You know how people will like go in and just like and, and do pictures and stuff like right. good for you. Fabulous. But part of the reason why I never did that was because I never felt like, you, you know, you, you can't mask the ugly. Mm. And all it would do is like, it's like putting a coat of paint on a crap wall. Like you just can't mask the wall socks. Right. So instead, what I would do is be like, I'm here to work. Mm. But I will bring my fabulousness to this office and I will look good. And I will be the very, very, very pretty jungle flower in this space. And that's it. You make yourself fabulous. That's all. And you beautify the space by being in it. Girl, you beautify every space. Oh, Carmen, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You have, speaking of fabulousness, tell me about your podcast. Oh my gosh, my podcast. Well, if you can't tell, (laughs) if you can Google it, you're not going to find it on there. Um, the Carmen show. So it's life, money, and no apologies. And what that means is, is we hear from intelligent, wonderful women like yourself who we're going to talk as if we are relaxed. We're having a drink, but we're going to talk about big, heavy issues, big, heavy shit in a fun, smart way. And all bets are off. That sounds like a must listen. People can find it at thecarmenshow.net. Thanks, It's where they can find all the information. New episodes of Elevated drop on Mondays. Please subscribe and review. In the meantime, send me questions, ideas, or feedback. I'm on all social platforms as Mara Scampo. And use the hashtag Elevated Podcast. Ford Motor Company is committed to moving forward together with all new electric vehicles that offer an efficient and exhilarating driving experience. Don't be the last to join us on the road of new electric vehicles as we redefine what electric can do. Ford is going above and beyond to not only create the smartest, most connected EVs and technology, but to also make sure that customers are well-educated on how to move forward with electric energy. Some benefits of driving an all-electric vehicle include saving money annually on gas and zero vehicle emissions. Ford customers will also have easy and simple access to charge, Whether you charge at home with an overnight plug-in Ford mobile charger or on the road at one of the 19,500 charging stations of the Blue Oval Charge Network. So journey into the future with Ford's lineup of electric vehicles with many affordable options to choose from. 
Head on over to Ford.com to learn more. Built Ford Proud. Stevenson University Online is a leader in forensic education for law enforcement, legal, and cyber investigations. If you are preparing for career advancement or career change, investigate our online master's programs in forensic science, CSI, forensic accounting, forensic investigations, and cybersecurity and digital forensics. New online sessions start every eight weeks. No application fee or GRE required. Visit stevenson.edu slash online. Legal professionals know that e-discovery can be painful, but the right platform can help you find the truth in minutes. Just how Everlaw helped crack the case in the Theranos civil litigation. Using Everlaw's cutting-edge technology, the lead lawyer quickly combed through millions of documents to find his smoking gun. That's why Amlaw 200 firms, Fortune 500 corporations, and all 50 state AGs trust Everlaw to find critical information in massive amounts of data. Book your demo today at everlaw.com. 